This is Be Money Simple, where we make money simple so you can become rich and wealthy. Remember, I'm not an investment advisor. Please consult with your investment professionals before you make any changes to your portfolio. This is Be Money Simple, where we start building your knowledge to build your wealth. Welcome to this week's podcast. Not that long ago, I sort of stumbled across this idea of seventh generation principles, which really comes from uh, many Aboriginal elders who probably thousands of years ago started considering the impact of a decision they were making on the seventh generation. So that would be Well, in those days, probably we're talking a couple hundred years, but now in our lifetime, we're probably talking 700 years. So that when you make a decision, it has an impact um, not only on right now, but on your children, your grandchildren, and it goes on for seven generations. And the question is, when you get to that seventh generation, what is the impact of your decision today on that group or on those people? And that you should make decisions that are respectful to ensure not just survival, but the enhancement of those that come after you. Now, let's take a step back and think for a minute. What time frame usually motivates people today? So, when you got up this morning, you were hopefully motivated by some things, and I wonder what those could be. Um, You know, you had to get your day together, perhaps, you know, children to school, or you had other obligations, Uh, business, work, family. What was the time frame uh, of any decisions that you would have made today? uh, Let's use a simple one. The decision of what to eat would be a current generational thing. What you're going to, you know, what you're going to eat, how that's going to affect your health. What you're going to feed your children would be the next generation. And then on top of that, looking at, let's say you have a fairly large lot thinking of maybe how you might take care of that lot with regard to planting trees or flowers or gardens or having uh, some chickens or whatever it may be that may have an impact on the next generations beyond your lifetime and so on. We do a horrible job of this. It's hard to even get your mind about it. When we think about investing, we talk about quarterly numbers. Every three months, publicly traded companies file their financial statements. And if they say something or they um, have a decrease in sales or profits or return on investments or cash flow and so on, they get punished. And often, sometimes CEOs will get, uh, will get fired. So you, you see the behavior that you pay for or you um, encourage. And people are encouraged to create really cool three-month improvements or one-year improvements if you look at mutual funds. People talk about, wow, this year the mutual fund that I have really beat the market, and so on. And that's one year. We're not talking the end of this generation or 75 years from now. We're talking about months or one year. Now think about other cycles of time that we look at when we make decisions. When we build a road or a building? Do we build one that will last multiple generations or or do we build one that will last until the next election cycle or until uh, 
we can get some more funding from another government body to build another building or another school. Think of how horribly many of our physical plans of schools are being, t are being managed. There's no future generation idea with these buildings. We hear of life cycles, which is the dumbest, stupidest thing I've ever heard. It would never happen in the private sector where you say, well, yep, I built a brand new building, but we expect it to be torn down in 30 years. No. You take care of it. You fix it. In fact, if you look at some of the older cities in Europe or even in Canada, Quebec City, they outlive generations because they're being taken care of, managed properly. And the problem with this type of thinking, the seventh principle, seventh generation principle, which again came from uh, the Iroquois Aboriginal uh, people and many other Aboriginal elders and groups, uh, practice this principle. And that's why we don't understand it when someone says, well, you're going to build that pipeline. And they think about the seventh generation. They're not thinking about this generation. They're not thinking about the income they're going to earn. They're not thinking about... And, and we need pipelines, of course. We need better ways to ship gas to perhaps liquefy it and give it to countries so they can stay warm in the winter because they live in very cold places and they have proper filters and process. Natural gas is safe and doesn't mess up the environment and all those things. But the consideration of the seventh generation principle puts all of that within the conversation piece. So then when it comes to investing, you think about and you say, well, that's a seventh generation payoff is a long time. It's like 600 years from now. Why do I care? Why do I care what happens 600 years from now? And that's the fundamental problem. In the, in the newsletter, if you read it, I talked about a couple examples. And I'll, I'll talk about it a little bit more here because they really are concerning. One has to do with water and another has to do with garbage. Now, in our world today, you know, with ESG investing and carbon credits and all this fancy way to say we're trying to save the world, we're neglecting the common sense things that are right in front of us. And in my example in that newsletter, I talk about the water system that's uh, city water that's polluted from sewers not working properly. I didn't even mention the fact that many cities continue when there's an influx of rain to dump their sewage, raw sewage, into our water systems. Now, the problem with that is we then bring that water back in and drink it. And to do that, we have to add all kinds of chemicals and processes in place that often don't work very well. And you ask yourself, well, how is that going to help the seventh generation, the process of how we handle that kind of sewage? What's going to happen in, I don't know if you have to go seven generations to not be able to take water out of Lake Erie. That may be my generation if we continue with this process. And nobody cares. We'll just add more chlorine. We'll just, we'll just build better plants to take it all out. You know, the idea of being self-sustaining and I talk about one of our goals in, in one development we have is to have one and a half minimum acre lots so that people have space and people are able to grow things, have clean water in the 100 plus foot feet wells that we have right into granite, right into rock, um, and all those kinds of things. And we're thinking of future generations from now. We're not just thinking of right now. We're thinking of long term seventh generation principles which just started to happen for us so we're not doing it in the sense of a traditional way but you can do it in your investments by looking at the type of product or services the companies you're investing in 
are engaged with regard to the seventh generation principle. Landfills have no place in a portfolio of a seventh generation principle. None. Uh, one of the largest companies on the New York Stock Exchange has a landfill probably two miles from my house. They basically pay everyone. They sponsor everything possible so that there are no complaints or no um, significant, you know, opposition to when they want to build or expand their landfills all around North America. I experienced that because I did oppose it. This <laughs> is a simple guy. I wrote in a, you know, a rather lengthy uh, document, and of course they said they addressed all those issues and they were going to expand anyway, and they did because funds just flow in this community from the dump and the garbage that we get. And there's no seventh generation thinking when it comes to that. It doesn't exist. It doesn't enter the discussion. I mean, first generation doesn't enter, or second generation from now, or third, let alone the seventh. And I don't know how we can get there. I'm not sure we ever can. I think we all can do our piece, but just to change that level of thinking to seventh generation uh, causes an incredible shift in the ability to postpone gratification, not just currently, not just five or 10 years from now, which is considered rare among investing, but generations from now. That's a tough one. I'm going to continue to explore it, and we'll be talking about it, because I think it has a place. I think it's, it's, it's possible to have incredible returns within the confines of the seventh-generation principle that our Aboriginal people came, up, came and used and, and have used for you know, thousands of years, likely. The seventh-generation principle. Now, uh, please subscribe to my newsletter. You'll see it. I, I leave a link there where you can read about it. And um, start thinking about it. I don't expect you to make any changes, but I am going to go start looking at my public stock investments to see just through that sort of looking glass of the seventh generation principle where they stand. Before I go, I just want to let you in on a little secret. It, it sounds bizarre, and it's not because of ego or anything, but it's because I believe in it. Uh, pretty much regularly, I have at my side here when I look at investments and look at what I'm doing, um, what Grandpa learned from the honeybees. I know I wrote it, but I continue to refer to it when I look at the principles and how I need to focus on those and how they can help me get through difficult times. So if you've subscribed to my newsletter, you have a free digital copy. Get to Amazon.ca and pick up a, a paper copy. Send it to people you love, your grandkids. Uh, and uh, they'll be better for it. And I, trust me, look at it regularly because we often forget what we read. The other thing I commonly do, which sometimes gets me into trouble, is if I know someone who's going to have a baby or uh, even a grandchild, I send a copy of my book, Don't Be a Wimp, Raise a Strong Leader. I wrote it some time ago when I was a psychologist, but it continues to have value today to help young parents understand the word discipline and how it's really based in unconditional love and something we should all do. That's Don't Be a Wimp, Raise a Strong Leader. And I also continue to go back and refer to my book, What Grandpa Learned from His Honeybees. You have an amazing day, and we'll talk soon.